Welcome to the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast with your host, Travis Byers, co-host Shane Presley, your production team, Chris Booby Tiller and Haley Byers. So sit back and relax for some of the greatest basketball stories in Southwest Virginia. It's the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast coming at you now. Today's podcast is sponsored by David Mullins Wealth Management. He has offices in Richlands and Lebanon and serves successful families and business owners in the area who want to plan for retirement, lower taxes, and leave a lasting legacy for their loved ones. David is a certified financial planner and has been quoted in Time Magazine, the USA Today, Barron's, Money Magazine, and numerous others. Visit them online at MullinsWealth.com to learn more about how they can make your financial goals a reality. David Mullins Wealth Management reminds you when you invest, invest with a reason. Uh, thanks, uh, Dave, for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, he played at Honeacre. I remember watching him back whenever I was a little guy. Um, he's really great to just help out local, local sports and different things. So next time you need any type of wealth management, make sure you go give him a visit. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Southwest Virginia Hoops podcast. We're here for episode six. Uh, today, I have the podcast co-host, Carousel. Guess who it is today? What's up, guys? It's uh, Chris Chris Booby-Tiller back again. Chris Booby-Tiller. Uh, him and Shane are now fighting um, at who wants to come on as the co-host. So I'm letting them work that out amongst themselves. And you won today, right, Booby? Yeah, I won, I won the coin toss today, but we don't know who's going to get next time. <laughs> You know, next week it'll be a surprise pretty much from week to week who who's coming on. But uh yeah, so last week we had the cool breeze Patrick Wade on the podcast. And again, crazy, crazy good feedback on Patrick Wade. Um, the episode was love him or hate him. And just a lot of a lot of love back from P Wade on his on his podcast. Um, you know, just a lot of great stories that he shared from Garden, Twin Valley Council. Uh Booby, what'd you think of it? uh p wade's the man I, I i really enjoyed listening to it. i know we've had our our good times during the day playing ball and just in general but uh i, th- I think i think he done a great job and i was really interested in it we only made fun of you two or three times yeah well that's not counting off off, off yeah record, yeah, whenever, yeah yeah i definitely know that was fine yeah but uh you know one thing i just wanted to we've done five episodes now and i just wanted to really just give a summary of just how great it's been going again at the start of the podcast i didn't have an exact amount of views that we wanted or needed. Um, but it's just, I guess the thing that I thought whenever I first started this was just the community that it could grow. And, you know, just talking with people each week, Booby, that I normally wouldn't talk to. You know, just so many people reach out that they listen to it. Uh, for example, you know, one of my idols growing up, Brad Knuckles, we've talked about him on basically every podcast so far. He texts me each week and just brags on the podcast. And that means a lot. You know, just what do you think? I mean, just the, yeah, I mean, I that. think like like today is as everyone knows, like adulting is is hard, you know, and and keeping up with friends that you want to keep up with but you can't is even harder. And yeah. just taking you know twenty seconds to text back and say, "Hey, I enjoyed that episode." It's just it's a great way to keep up and connect with people. Yeah, yeah, it's people that and I've even met new people that I didn't really have a, a relationship with. Uh, Nate Nate Odom, 
Um, his brother was uh, Coach Odom at John Battle, passed away. Coach Odom would have been an, an awesome guest to have on this podcast. Um, you know, he reached out from the get-go, talking about how great it was, ordered a T-shirt, and, you know, we're actually talking on a weekly basis now about it, and he's actually even helping out with our youth league. So it's just little things like that. Uh, Isaiah McCamus, Austin Bollinger, haven't talked to a Bollinger, didn't even know he was still around, <laughs> uh, around planet Earth, but he reaches out and talks about it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet last week, Booby, but Brady Hess. Yeah, I saw it. It was a good one. Two Aids podcast, he retweeted it and said that Southwest Virginia Hoops is doing the Lord's work. And I was like, wow, that is a, that is a pretty cool tweet. But anyways, uh, today's guest is definitely not going to disappoint. Uh, I had somebody uh, early on in the podcast, whenever it was getting started, uh, reach out and ask if we were going to um, have the girls' basketball involved in the podcast and i said absolutely you know um the girls basketball game it's it's grown so much over the last two or three decades and today's guest misty miller is the first guest that i wrote down in the girls side because of uh, her resume is just absolutely um hard to be beat so really uh excited to have her she's a head coach at honecker high school right now and has been there for basically a decade and we're excited to have her on, so we'll go ahead and bring Misty on in. Misty, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I really enjoyed your previous episodes. Uh, those are all hard examples to live up to, but <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, so how was the ride? So do you live in Honeaker? I live now? in Honeaker, yeah. So ride over, how was it today? Uh, it was good. I uh, had uh, Brandon and Callie with me. They brought me over and caused me to be late, but other than that, we're, <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Anyways, uh, you know, kind of how we do things, um, you know, we kind of go in chronological order. But before we start that, you know, how's things going this year? You know, you're a week into season or is it a week now into season? Uh, two weeks. Two yeah. weeks into yeah. since practice has started. So how's practice been going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, we have a lot of uh, young talent. So I'm, I'm excited for where the season's going. Uh, it's a fun group of girls to coach. And uh, we're, we're excited to get started uh, this coming week with our first game. So who do you play? First this week? Our uh, first round of the Virginia High Tournament will be Marion. Marion, and that's Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk more about that towards the end. Um, but like I said, we always like to just uh, learn stuff about the guest. Uh, where did you grow up and like around what time period uh, was it when you was growing up? Okay, uh, I was born in uh, 1978 and I've lived in Homemaker uh, my whole life. So Really? Yeah. So, um, you know, was your mom and dad, you know, I know a little bit about, you know, your family. Uh, but a lot of listeners may not, you know, your dad was very influential from an early age, I suppose, right? Oh, yes. Um, I've always, I have great parents. Uh, they've been just such a backbone for me to be able to do what I, what I'm doing now and, uh, have always been so supportive, you know, growing up and everything that I've, I've tried to pursue. Uh, but there's always been something special with me and my dad, uh, when it comes to basketball, Daryl. Daryl, okay. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, we started in fourth grade. So when I started basketball and it's kind of always been our thing, dad's always pushed me and, uh, to have him now on the sidelines with me is just, it's a true blessing. Yeah. So he's still assistant coach. He with is, you right yes. now. Yeah. That's pretty special. So you, you said fourth grade is when you actually started playing, like, I guess just little league. Just little league um, and did you have any memories before that of basketball, like going to Honeaker games or anything? Growing uh, yeah. Up? We, we always, uh, went to games and watched, uh, my dad was a big, uh, big basketball fan so we, we went and watched and he would always make me sit there with him as a little kid you kind of want to get up and run around but he wanted me to sit there and watch he always said you can learn you can learn a lot by watching so 
Uh, yeah, we've we've been going to games and watching for about as long as I can remember. So I guess that's like mid '80s. Sometime you go into those games, yeah. mid to late '80s. Like, mm -hmm. so as you go into girls and boys basketball games at that time. Uh, yeah, I think maybe starting out, probably uh, maybe some more boys games as I got on. Up in uh, between that fourth through seventh grade range, we really started watching the girls' side and uh, paying attention, you know, more so to what was what I would be getting into as I, I advanced through elementary and coming into high school. Yeah. Was there any, like, just certain girls or boys that played at Hone Acre during those days? Like I mentioned, us watching Brad growing up, me and Booby, was there anybody that you just watched that it was your favorite player or something? Yeah, I always enjoyed to watch uh, Jody Wells and uh, Mel White. They, they were the two guards at the time, probably around my set, sixth, seventh grade age, and I always, always enjoyed watching them. So you said you started playing – um, around fourth grade, was that just basically like Little League basketball in the was, county? or a Little League there in Honeaker. We had, uh, at that time, of course, we had Givens and Swords Creek Elementary Schools were feeder schools to the high school along with Honeaker Elementary. So we had several teams that were involved in the Little League. It was, it was really competitive. Um, so, yeah, it was that was kind of my first start would be in fourth grade. I don't, I don't remember at the time. I don't think we had anything probably earlier than that. That was kind of So it was really basically just in-house youth league. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, was your dad, was he coaching you, at, like, in those Little League growing he up? He helped. Uh, Chris Miller was always my coach through Little League. Uh, he took us a lot and played, and dad dad helped him. So, yeah. And um, so at what age um, did you start? You know, I guess you, you were saying that you loved it pretty much from a, a very young age, but was there ever age where you just started to say, hey, you know, I really want to – work at this and you actually started spending more time than maybe a normal basketball player would at, at that age? I think when I when I first played, I kind of fell in love with it there in the fourth grade. And, and at that point, dad, you know, said, well, if you're going to be good at it, you're going to put a lot of hard work into it. So we kind of, you know, even started the end. Oh, yeah. um, Chris Miller was always really involved with us. And it was kind of hard at that time, uh, kind of odd story, but it's kind of hard to find gym time. So we would actually go to the correctional unit there at the juvenile camp oh, yeah. in Blackford. And really? I, I remember getting scanned in and we would walk over <laughs> to their, to their gym. And, and that's kind of where we would work that's out. That's when you know you want to play that's, ball. That's when you know when you want to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to play against inmates in here? No. <laughs> no, thankfully nothing went that crazy. That would have probably made you better. <laughs> Maybe. You yeah. Play, yeah. Play inmates. Um, yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, what... I guess, you know, was it in eighth grade at Hone Acre then that you started playing JV basketball or did you all have middle school too? We had or? middle school. That that was kind of – dad was big on setting goals too. So we, we kind of had the goal when I got into seventh grade, I wanted to be able to make and play eighth grade. So I made the eighth grade team in seventh grade. Uh, Steve McNulty was the coach and uh, we had a good year. And then uh, my next goal was to, to make JV my eighth grade year. So we were always so kind of working. Steve McNulty was your middle school coach? Yes. And his mm -hmm. daughter later on – place for you right uh well his granddaughter it would be steven's okay. father okay okay yeah we'll talk more about that later on that's pretty cool so jb basketball you know do you remember anything about jb basketball uh yeah uh, my coach was uh, dennis price and i still i love seeing him today at, you know when we play lebanon and things we, we coached against each, against each other when we did volleyball this this past fall so he He's always been just one of my favorites. He, he was always uh, really good to me and pushed me to try to be my best. And so I had him in JV. We had a, we had a good year, fun year. And uh, then so I So this went, is your eighth grade year. You, you made JV. Not, yes. Mm -hmm. And you, you only stayed one year on JV. Yes. And you didn't hold back. No. Okay. So then you got moved up 
to varsity as a freshman. As a freshman, and, yes. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit uh, before you came on the podcast. You know, your entire varsity career was a huge success, both from a individual standpoint that we'll talk about and as a team standpoint. You know, what was it like going into varsity as a freshman and kind of what was your role on that team? Um, I was excited. Like I said, that was, that was our main goal, I guess, working through is I wanted to be um, be on varsity my freshman year. I uh, had Gordon Johnson. He we, he still comes and watches me today when we've had games uh, close. He'll come and support me as a coach. And he was just – he was incredible. I, I love Coach Johnson still uh, till today. He, he's always going to be very special to me. Um, so I stepped in as a starting point guard my freshman year. And we had – I had great girls that I was able to play with all four years uh, to be the, have the success that we did. My freshman year, I was able to play with uh, Penny Compton and Carnita McLaughlin and several girls. We we had a we had a good season that year. I think we actually went uh, 19 and one in our regular season. So we it was a it was a great experience to start out having those girls as mentors to to come into varsity yeah, and, and play with. Uh, I can say I've never done that. No. So so Coach Johnson, Gordon Johnson, um, was he like already at Honeycrest quite a while before you? You came into varsity. Yes, I, th- I think he coached the boys' side some and the girls. Uh, but yes, he was he was there. Uh, he was the coach when I was on JV, and then I came up that that following year and played for him. So that was what around about what year was your freshman year? Ninety one, ninety two. I graduated in ninety seven. So yeah. So ninety two, ninety three, or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you come in. You and you already alluded to you all going nineteen and one. Was there ever a point where? You, it felt easier to you than what you might have imagined being the, and I, I know you're not going to say, yeah, it was easy. We dominated, but was it easier than what you expected? Like, um, I don't know about easy as far as the word. I, I just know it was, it was very exciting. Uh, the girls, even to be a freshman, they, they really took me in and, uh, you know, we just, we had a great season. It was a great group of girls to play with. And like I said, they had, there was a lot of talent there for me to be able to come into and, and be a part of the team. So it, it was uh, it was a comfortable situation, and uh, they you know we were just ready to work hard and yeah. and try to be successful. I, yeah. think the, I think the speed is probably the hardest adjusting yes. thing to it when you're mm-hmm. going from JV to varsity. I mean, just passes, pushing the ball off the floor, everything is just it's, it feels ten times quicker your first your first time there. Yeah, I, the reason I asked that is me and Neil we shared a funny story on part two of his that hasn't released yet, but I remember my first ever varsity home game. Uh, we played Pocahontas, and we beat them like 91 to 40 or something, mm-hmm. just drilled them. And I hit like six or seven threes, and I remember just thinking as a young, dumb freshman, like, dude, this is easy. <laughs> you know, and I remember at the end of the game, Neil was like, no, guys, he's like, it's not going to be this easy. And I just remember sitting there thinking, like, dude, this, this ain't that bad. <laughs> dude, this varsity ain't that bad. And then we probably went on to lose five or six games in a row or something. <laughs> but that was just a funny story. Um, so – uh, as a freshman at Honeacre, uh, who was kind of the your district rival uh, during that time? Okay, and that that year was well, that my freshman year and my sophomore year, Hurley was was big and competitive. They uh, they had a really good team. I'm going to say four out of their five starters played uh, somewhere in college, played basketball. So um, I actually got to have the privilege to play with two other players uh, when I went to Virginia Intermont, and and so they they were very very talented. That That's year. very impressive. To, for four girls to be good, yes. good to college. So, who and Harold Horn was he there? He was the college? coach, yes. Yeah, Harold's a, le- a Buckingham County legend for mm-hmm. sure. So, did you, your freshman year, did you meet them in the BDD finals? We did. And you, 
how did that go? Uh, they were one loss in a regular season, and then um, yes, they beat us in the in the tournament as well. Oh, really? In mm-hmm. the BDD championship? Yeah. So where was that held up? Mm, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Garden. Seems like I want to think that we were playing there at uh, at Garden High School. So one time. thing that's unique about you know the girls' game back whenever you played was you played in the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You didn't play in the winter, so uh, you know, like what? Just a an interesting thing I wanted to ask about that is like what nights would you usually play? Like you probably didn't have any Friday night games because of the football, football games, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So uh, whenever you was playing Hurley in those games, was it a pretty good crowd? Like whenever you go to Hurley and play in that small gym? It was, yes. And, I love playing at Hurley. And we actually played, I remember playing at the, the bigger gym. Um, I guess it would have been the at their elementary the middle there. School, middle school or elementary. Yeah, that's that's where we played a lot, a lot of times. Yeah, I love playing in their high school. Just yeah. that small, mm-hmm. it's a, a louder. It's a practice act, Mark. Yeah, and and it, you know, your freshman year, AP Baldwin was there, right? Like, I mean, because it was built. What year was it built? You know, like in the eighties or something, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm not but you sure. Weren't playing that, there, but we right? were, yes, we were, we were playing there on the floor. So just talk about a little bit. You lost to Hurley then your freshman year, and then you know what was the end result of that year then? Uh end of that year, um, we we lost. Penny Compton, which was was a big loss for us that year. So we knew we were losing uh, several seniors, um, having to get ready. We, we had some young girls coming up for our sophomore year that would have been freshmen, but a lot of talent. So we, as soon as we finished the season, you know, we we got right back into it, trying to get ready for the upcoming season. Yeah. So you uh, you said you were young. So your sophomore year, you were in Honeaker standards. You mean Bobby was laughing uh, before you got over here. Um, you know, when Misty says they have a little bit of a down year, it's still a pretty good year, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Like when it, whenever me and Booby say we had a down year at council, it's it's a down it, year. It's a down, it's a down year. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit about your sophomore year. Like, what was your uh, finishing result? And uh, our regular season record that year, I think, was thirteen and seven. That was the most losses that we had out of the four years that that I played there. Uh, we we did it. We we did well. I, I you know. It, like I say, we, we lost in the tournament. We didn't go any further than the regional games. Do you remember who you lost to in the BDD tourney? Mm-hmm. Hurley, that was Hurley's last big year there okay. before when before those girls uh, graduated. Did they, have so any, they, did they have any like tournament success in state uh, during those years? Do you remember? I'm not sure how far how far they were able to, to progress. I'm not I sure. know Coach Warren had a lot of you know success, but I didn't know. Do you think that sophomore year was – I know it was a rough year, but do you think it was a good thing going forward? Do you think like that, like kind of like motivated you all? I do. I, I think our, our group that year really meshed well. We had good chemistry. Uh, there were three of us out of that group that ended up scoring over a thousand points. So there, there was a lot of talent. And, uh, I, you know, I had the privilege of playing with Jody Compton and Crystal Goodman and Kristen Jesse and Carnita McLaughlin was still there with us that year. So there was a lot of talent. So, yeah, I think that was kind of the basis of us stepping into what we could do the next two years. Yeah. So, you know, not trying to um, put you in a bad spot to talk about how successful you were as an individual, but, you know, by your sophomore year at that point, had you already became like a great player in the BDD? Like, you know, I talk about your individual status kind of as a sophomore. Was you just a true point guard or did you score too? Um. I probably averaged around 12 points my uh, my sophomore year. Um, we always tried to focus a lot on defense and assists too. That was something Dad wanted me to to really you know push myself to. So probably around nine assists that year uh, and That's eight impressive. steals. That really is. 
So um, I think I had first team Black Diamond and first team region my sophomore so year. So was you all with Coach uh, Johnson? Was you all playing like an up tempo type of yes, and we, like pressure press and, stuff? and run? Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I, I heard about back then. You know, back then. Um, and one one thing I've always heard, you know, about you. You know, of course, I never got to watch you play, but I've I've heard this word a lot. Fasty. Were you fasty? <laughs> I guess so. Yes. Uh, Dad always, we, no excuses. That was that's thing. Uh, and he always said, dynamite comes in small packages. That was yeah, kind of his little saying for yeah. me. So uh, he really wanted me to be be aggressive. And, and I did too. I guess that's kind of set the tone as a player and as, definitely as a coach of what kind of style of play that I want to have. So, yeah, I, I told girls, all my my players, you know, defense, I want a defense to be my thing. And defense, I think, can create offense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe a little feisty. <laughs> yeah, so you you've, you established that tone as a player, and you've definitely, you know, continued that on as a coach, too. I know what it's like to play as a small stature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, to be undersized, for sure. Um, so uh, another question I had during these during these years is, you know, uh, playing council during those days. Uh, what do you remember about playing those council girls teams? I had a lot of good friends at council during that time. We played uh, Little League softball together and All-Stars and things. So I knew several of the girls uh, and still to today. Um, Jill Barton was a really good friend of mine. She played that time. Um, Brooke Rasnick, I think her, her dad was the coach yeah, at that time. So, yeah, they uh, – Brooke was pretty it, good. Yeah, she was, she was very good, yeah. Yeah, did you ever – in your four-year career, did you ever lose the council? Not that I – I don't think so. I don't think so. And we'll talk a little bit more about Haysa uh, on your senior year. Uh, so your junior year, you're back. You have a lot of those core group of girls back, right? We did. We, we had a good year that year. We actually went undefeated my uh, junior season and regular season. Uh, that was our first year that we made it through the regional tournament, and we made it to the state quarterfinals. Uh, we went um, – to Floyd County. At that time, there was no classifications, yeah. single A or double A. So we played uh, Floyd County in the state quarterfinals is how our season ended. That, so that year. like Floyd, though, they had a very popular way of playing like yes. back then, right? And it continued on up through the 2000s, at least, right? Yes. Like what was their style? Their like? style was just uh, really get after it, run the floor, press. Um, the thing I can remember most is they were, they were about three strings deep and you really couldn't tell. He would go five in, five out. And uh, for the first 15, no, for the first 15 people that hit the floor, you really couldn't tell any difference from That's the third unreal. string, to the first string. I mean, it was just, it was kind of a, an eye opener for us, I guess. But it, that loss, we, we took a bad loss, but I, I really think that's what uh, really drove us for our senior year uh, to be able to come back and beat them. My senior year was, I feel like was a good team accomplishment. So something that in my basketball career, something that I, always just love probably my favorite part of playing was summer camps mm -hmm. like what do you remember about summer camps growing up like any certain places you went or funny stories or just any uh, anything out there no we uh we did summer camps mainly local i don't remember going any on overnight i did a lot of individual camps overnight that that we went to um i was invited to go to the ratford probably i guess a, a, more of a, on a funny note or i guess immature at that time after my junior year uh, i was invited to go play at the the recruiting camp that they were recruiting. And so I go up there to stay and, and mom and dad go. And then when I get there and we start, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this dad. And so I caused them to have to stay up there. And so dad would just drive me back and forth every day to, <laughs> to the camp, but uh, kind of gave me a, a different look of just 
being in Honeaker the whole time yeah. and from small yeah, town. It's a different outlook it, when yeah, you go out. when you're out on your own. I guess that was my first look of, of what college would be like and, and having so to step out. So at that point, you were going into your senior year. That was your ultimate goal was to play, to play college. And so yes. your you know junior year into senior year, you were trying to be exposed a little bit. Yeah. And that's what Neil, because Neil graduated around the same time as you. You know, me and Neil laughed and talked. They you didn't have huddle. No. And you didn't have, you know, you couldn't just click one button and it go yeah. out to, you know, millions of yeah, yeah, to the world. So, you know, was there anything else you were trying to do besides what you just said, just going to exposure camps? Yeah, and we did a lot of blue chip camps yeah. and five star camps. Uh, we hit both of those and uh, just some individual. I was always um, UVA was. Uh, not a goal that I could go play at, but as far as just a team that I admired, they had a point guard, Don Staley at the time. She was just kind of the role model that I wanted to be like as a point guard. So yeah. I went to their camp just for a position camp and uh, UT, some places just to, so to get to go UT? to those camps. Really? Yes. Did mm-hmm. you get to meet Pat Summer? I did. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you have that picture? Uh, I do, yeah. You didn't try to dig that one? Okay. That's, that's a cool one. Uh, so your senior year, you know, you had – Again, a lot of individual success. Um, you know, talk just a little bit about your senior year. Like at that point, what were you like? The change in your game. Were you having to score more by your senior year? Or were you still pretty much just scoring? Yeah, facilitating and scoring when you had to score. Yeah, I guess I, probably my junior year, I averaged around 19 points a game, and then my senior year went down to 18. So somewhere around so that was my ago. junior senior year uh still like i said i we had um, jody Compton was a great scorer kristen jesse a great scorer so we had we had a lot of people that can that you know that could score so i still you know wanted to try to push as far as assist goes i yeah. i tried to get up there close to double digits with assists and steals was kind of more my i guess my goal each game is what i was trying to strive for yeah and again not I want to brag on you, really. Um, I've just heard so many people just say you were just the ultimate teammate and just the ultimate person that you would want leading the team. You know, just like in what you're talking about, it's just awesome because you didn't just focus on just how many points you could rack up, but you did it the right way. Yeah, yeah you value your job as a point guard. You yes. know, facilitate, get the ball set up, get your team in the right spot and just get everything to where it should be. You were the leader. Yeah, that's that's the part of the game I guess I enjoyed the most uh, was was – I guess team camaraderie and wanting everybody to feel involved, and I, I think I guess I I probably didn't look at it that way as a player, but now as a coach, I, I know that, you, yeah. you definitely look at it and think that that's that's the things that make I guess a team flow a lot better. Yeah, if you could if you could go back after you've coached for ten years uh-huh. and do and change stuff, it's crazy yes, how much sure. you do, and and it really makes you realize when you're coaching young kids why they don't understand that because yes. they haven't been out in the real world that's, like that's like so we true. have yeah so uh your senior year as a, again you all had a lot of team success you know one big part of this podcast that i started it is again the rivalry with Hayside. like mm-hmm. you know we've talked about it on on the podcast in a lot of episodes uh with council's rivalries with Hayside. but honecker and Hayside, two tigers I mean, yes. has had some ultimate rivalries in boys basketball, football, baseball, mm-hmm. softball, and girls basketball was no different, right? Yeah, Back in the nineties, that's true. So, Probably one of my favorite places to play were, was there at Sand Lake. It was just such an atmosphere there that yeah, packed out gym, gym yeah. small gym, yeah. So talk a little bit. Your senior year was that your biggest, um, I guess, you know, opponent that you played that your senior year was face off. Yes, and I guess even teammates that I had, we when we get together and get to see each other, that's kind of the game that we always go back to is how, you know, we, we beat Hayside throughout the season and regular season. And, um, we so were how not, many times did you play them? 
two yeah. times there in regular season. And you and beat them at Sand Lake and at, at home. Yes. And then did you beat them in the tournament? The tournament. And then turn around and the time when it matters most, <laughs> they, they get the, the big one. Did you all play them in region? Uh, no, I don't think we met up again. Uh, I don't remember. No, that's been a long time ago. Yeah, but I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I know that we, we beat them up until that point. Yeah. And then, like I said, they, they got so it. So who was uh, – the Stanley twins, is that correct? The, yes. Okay, so the real Chris Tiller, not this Chris Tiller, is married to Michelle, I think uh-huh. now. Um, but so they were twins, and mm-hmm. were they both like the same type of player? Right? Yes, they both were good players. Yeah, both. Uh, I have a lot of respect for a lot of their players. I still see them today when we see their kids that are playing for some of the teams at Ridgeview, and yeah. sometimes we run into them. Uh, Mel was their guard. Uh, Jessica Lane, I got to play with her in college. She was on that team. Um, there was a, um, an Oquin. She transferred in from Grundy that year into Hayside. She really made them a, a stronger team, too, gave another really strong guard. So they, they were five solid basketball players. Yeah, they were pretty stacked. It seems. They were. So, at, you know, into the state tournament, you ended up getting a rematch with Floyd County again your senior year. We did. We, we lost bad our junior year. Like I said, I think that's what really – fueled us to, to try to work hard to get back to that point in our senior year. And uh, that matchup was, you know, came out a little different. We we came out on top and, and was able to advance to the state semis where we met up. So did you have to go to Floyd? We went to Floyd both years, yes. Hmm. I bet that felt awesome getting just a little payback. It, it did. It so did. they were still playing the same way. You all just was able to do yeah. a little more experience. And a little bit of that time, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I was reading an article uh, – the David Fuzz Bostic uh, sent mm-hmm. me an article about you uh, a week or so ago, and I was reading the article about you all meeting Hayside in the state semifinals. So something that I, I did not even know. Um, what was that like, you know, playing Hayside 30 minutes away from Honeacre in a state semifinal game? Um, it's, I guess, good and bad. You, they knew us well. We knew them well. Uh, it's hard to beat both teams because, you know, it's hard to beat a good team multiple times throughout the season. So uh, it was – we had a big crowd uh, being close to home. We played at Virginia High. Um, so with, with being there, we both teams brought a really good crowd. So the atmosphere was great. Uh, we just wish we could have had a little different outcome. So Coach Coach uh, Compton was coaching at Hayside at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Ron. Yeah. Um, I would aggravate him when I became a coach about how it torments me still to the day. But they beat us on that game. We were ahead probably third quarter. We were up double digits. I want to say fourteen or seventeen. I can't really in remember. The in the yes, oh, in man. third quarter. Uh, so well, tides did, did, can did change quick. Just, uh, did they do anything different, or shots not fall? What what happened? <sighs> yeah, they just they went on a run. It was like we could we just couldn't match it. You know, yeah, we, we went flat. Run, so so yes. Hayside during those years, at least on the boys' side, they they played a lot of one two two zone, mm-hmm. and they also jacked threes. Did mm-hmm. the girls? They play shot a lot of threes. Yes. Yeah. They jacked them too. They they shot they shot well. Jessica and Mel, they they all shot really you well. You always knew if Hayside was off that you had a great chance to beat them, <laughs> but if they were stroking threes, it was, it was tough it's to tough. beat them. So your senior year, it's over. And obviously, you know, all these guests that we have on, you obviously love the game or you wouldn't be on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's probably um, devastating, you know, to go out and, and lose your last game. But your accomplishments that you had at Honeacre are, you know, tough to be beat. I mean, just some of the stuff that you did, you know, like what was your final point total that you scored? Um, 1,500, maybe 1,514, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's impressive. Um you know, especially to do that from, like we talked about, from a standpoint where you were the point guard. 
and, you know, playing, playing the way you did and still being able to, you know, accumulate that many points. And were you BDD player of the year? Um, or? Yeah, I, I was BDD player of the year. Um, I think uh, my junior and senior year, region player of the year. And then my senior year, I got state player of the year. So you were state player of the year. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really impressive. Um, so, you know, after your senior year, you know, all those accomplishments that you had, and we talked about it earlier, your plan was to go play college basketball and, Talk a little bit about that process and how that ended up. Uh, yes, that was, I said, you know, start. We always try to set goals and, and work hard for those goals. And that was definitely one. Uh, I wanted to be able to play basketball. I wanted to be able to help my family, you know, pay for me to go to school. And I knew that was a, a good way to do that. So we looked at um, Radford and uh, Virginia Intermont, King, Bluefield, some different places, and ended up going to Virginia Intermont where uh, everything was paid for. Uh, and my, no, it probably wouldn't have been my first school of choice, but it ended up being such a blessing because the girls I played with are still, I'm, I'm really close to some of those today. And we were able to be successful there. And, and I would I would not trade those moments yeah. that, that we had with that team. So who was yeah. the head coach at VI from the time? Uh, we actually had several different coaches while I was there. Uh, coach Phillips was the coach that uh, recruited me my freshman year. He was there. And then Coach Chen was there my uh, sophomore year. And then we had uh, Coach Conley. She came in. Um, she, I think, I want to say she played maybe at Emory. Uh, she was an excellent coach. I, she's probably been one of my most inspirational as far as a coach that I would, you know, really want to pattern uh, my coaching style and things after. She she really inspired me a lot as a coach. So what, you said you had a lot of success as a team at VI. We did. Uh, whole- my sophomore year, we were able to win a conference, and we got to go play um, in Iowa and play in the national tournament. That's awesome. So that was a great experience. So, you know, a lot of times the – so what, what was VI at that time? Was you NAIA or was it V3? Uh, yeah. Uh, we were in the, the TVAC conference. Okay. So I, did you ever get to go uh, play anywhere? Like you said, you went to Iowa, but did you ever play like a, a D2 school? We or? played Liberty. Okay. Uh, that was, one, yeah, yeah we, we played Liberty. That was uh, that was a great experience. That's kind of eye-opener, yeah. eye-opener for so me to let you know Liberty. the different, yeah, yeah different the speed. levels. Speed, it's once again, it's oh, like it JV and varsity. It's such a, such a difference. You know, you have, as a young kid, you have great expectations, you, you know, aspirations, I guess, of being able to play big. And yeah. you watch all those people that, that you know, as role models that you want to be like. And then when you actually see see yeah. what that level's like, it puts things in perspective. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine when you're a kid, you know, you're like, man, I'm going to go play in the NBA. It won't be yeah. that hard. <laughs> And you work at your game just mm-hmm. like you did, and Booby did a couple days working at his game, right? Yeah, I was there a time or two. <laughs> so you were there a time or two, but uh, and then, like you said, just the level that yeah. you know you can't even obtain, even if you you know put no. as much time as you can into it. Yeah, I think out of out of all this time, I think your dad, you know, it's a big shout out to him as like having someone there with you every day, and you're talking about like setting goals, like. I mean, as as a player, you couldn't ask for a better a better person to have there with you. No, it's uh, there was um, on the ride home. Uh, sometimes as a teenager, I might would have uh, yeah. <laughs> thought a little different because, like I say, he you know he would always want to point out what I he'd tell me what I did good, but he would always point out you know hey, this is where you're messing up. But you look back now as an adult, and I I just I treasure those Cherish times. That, yeah. I do. I, those were um, he would go out. He he was big in saying that you need to be in shape before season ever started. So we did a lot of work before season ever started. And so that would have been in would, the summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we would run Cannery Hill, and he would time me. And then when we'd run, uh, he'd make me run a mile at the top, or not make me, but he he would encourage me to to do endurance too. And 
try to push me, he would run in the straight patches and <laughs> walk across and meet me at the next straight patch. So he tried his best to, to really get in there and help push me. <laughs> so you said cannery hill. Is that the one, the back way up? The back way up to the school. Yeah. Yes, the That's dreaded cannery hill. hill. Yeah, yeah. I've so ran many a sprint <laughs> up that hill. Yeah, Booby, you would have definitely been walking there. Yeah, I'd have been taking a golf cart or something up that hill. Yeah. Could you imagine your dad pushing you basketball out there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It's been a bad day. Yeah, but uh, so uh, whenever you were at VI, did you have it from the get go that you wanted to go into teaching and coaching? I did. Uh, I knew I wanted to coach. I, honestly, that was probably my my biggest push to go into education. Yeah. I knew I I loved basketball. It actually, it, it just felt like it had been my life for so long. That's just kind when of when did the, you that uh, I wanted to go. Know that you wanted to coach, or just always kind of. I there? think it just always, especially my senior year. I guess when I really started thinking about what I what I want to go into that you know, that kind of led me into the, to the education realm. realm. So what, you know, you end up graduating from VI and uh, what was your first teaching job then? I did you have to student teach and all that stuff? I too? did. Um, I did my student teaching at Honeaker. Uh, I had uh, Graven Barton. He was just an awesome guy. Graven, uh, yeah. Very inspirational as a teacher and a coach. He just, uh, him and his wife, Pam, both have just been, been very precious to me and, so I did my student teaching actually with both of them. You had to split it up and do so much high school. So PE I did PE, yes. So um, I did my student teaching there. And then my first job, I did um, part-time. I did PE and special education. Then the following year, I had a permanent job at Lebanon High School in special education. So what was it like going, you know, Honeaker and Lebanon has had healthy rivalries at times and sometimes even unhealthy right. rivalries at that time, right? Like, did you... What did, in your playing days and stuff, did you all have a big rivalry with the Lebanon? We did. We we beat Lebanon when I when I was in school. Uh, but yeah, it's always with the county rivalry. It's always you know it's always there. Uh, Brandon and I both actually got our first job at Lebanon, and a lot of people kind of gave us a hard time, you know, from Homemaker just in a, yeah. in a joking manner. But uh, they were really good to us. We had Tony Do- Tony Doty was the principal there, and uh, the school was was really good to us. We we both taught and coach there Brandon was there for three years so Brandon was there at the time you were there and at that time was you and Brandon already together yes we were we were already married at that time yeah and did you have kids at that time no my second year um second year at Lebanon I got pregnant with my first with Autumn that's when I got out of coaching at that point yeah so Brandon is your for the listeners out there Brandon Miller is your husband and he's also teaching and coaching different things at home. He did. He's not coaching now. He's, uh, he's actually uh, teaching and he has a bus route that he's doing too. So he's doubling up with both of those. Uh, So he's not, yeah, (laughs) most definitely money wise. Most definitely. He helps, uh, helps me. But other than that, he's, he's not. You got him on the payroll, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So uh, at Lebanon, did you coach anything that you're, I did. Two years. mm -hmm. I had JV volleyball and JV basketball. So that was your first ever head basketball coaching experience then was JV? Uh, I had my first year with uh, part-time. I had eighth grade basketball at Honeaker. Okay. And then, yeah, JV at Lebanon. So what was that like coaching JV? Because Le- my most precious memories, which I know this wasn't your alma mater, but was coaching JV basketball. I just love that age group. And, you know, was that kind of a cool experience or – or what, it like was. Um, it'll be a year that I always remember. Um, I was pregnant at the time, and I had a great group of girls. Uh, they were just, they were so special. And parents, they, they all just treated me so good that year. And uh, we had a good year, fun year. Uh, I, I really missed those girls. It was hard when I was coming back to Honeaker. 
you know, telling those yeah. girls that we were leaving because we, we really made a good connection. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was a good year. Coach, it, um, it was uh, Rex Parker. Rex, Rex was there. Yeah, he was there. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been there for a long, a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he was there when I was playing. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So what was it like then, you know, kind of describe the process of how you made the decision or how it came about for you to be able to go back to Hone Acre? Um, after, after that second year at Lebanon, um, Miss Martin, she retired. So that job, yes. So that job opened up. So I was able to, to go back home and. Yeah. So it was probably an easy decision for you. Like you said, it was tough to tell certain girls. Yeah. Yeah. The school was, school was great. Had great experience at Lebanon, but to be able to come home and and to teach and coach at the, you know, the school that, that you went to was was special. So around about what year was that then? We're talking. I was born in '84. That would have been um, 2004, 2005. Okay, and then so you're back at Honeaker, and you know, name some of the coaches at Honeaker that time. Like who was varsity boys and girls that you remember? See, was Trevor? There were several. Trevor Coleman was was there. Uh, He has been in the boys and girls program. Um, Coach Dotson, um, he was there with the boys. Uh, Rick Thompson was coach there with the boys program. We went through several different ones. Uh, coach Shortridge was with the girls, uh, and then it went to um, Nathan Breeding. So during that time when you come back, was you hired to coach too at that time? No, at that time I had a newborn. Oh, yeah. I had Autumn that summer. So, uh, no, I, I wasn't really interested in getting into coaching. I, I really wanted to be a mom at that, you know, at that yeah. point while they were so young. And so I had three years later I had Callie. And so I waited. She was probably about two when it it was just God's timing when it all kind of unfolded and opened up. And, you know, it's kind of time for me to, to step in at that point. So you didn't basically during that five to six year period, you weren't assistant no. at Honeaker. So your first coaching job at Honeaker was whenever you got offered the varsity. The varsity job. And what year was that? That would have been 2011, 2011, 2010, it was, yeah. it, I felt like the girls were old enough that they could, you know, come to games and mom and dad were great to, to bring them, bring them to games and let them watch. And so they were still there with me in that sense. So I didn't feel like I was having to leave them so much. Yeah. And at this point, girls basketball had already shifted to playing in the winter. Yes. Right. During mm-hmm. that time playing with the boys and uh, who was the AD at the time? Like talk a little bit about just maybe how they offered you the job and, you know, the decision-making upon it and who offered you that? Do you remember? I, I, I do. I, I talked with, um, with Mr. Bush and with, uh, Trevor Coleman. They, they both had talked so they were both with me about their it. They were, and AD yes, they were there. When, yes. So, um, the previous year before, uh, Nathan Breeding had stepped down in the season and, uh, Trevor had stepped in and, and finished out that season. And then they asked me if I would be interested in starting out that, that following year. What's it like working for Trevor? <laughs> oh, I, I love him. I, him and Doug are my my two favorites. Uh, Doug retiring on us on us this year. I, I can't even hardly think about that. I, I give him so a hard time all the time. Pretty close. I'm, I'm with Trevor and Doug every day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, working with Trevor. I'm sure that's a he's a hoot. he. Yes, he keeps the day fun and interesting for sure. Yeah, so he he offered you the job, and was it a pretty easy decision for you? Because like, oh. you did say you felt like it was God's timing of telling you that. Um, but did it like what did that mean to you to be offered the head coaching job at your alma mater? I mean, just talk a little bit about 
it, it, it was good. Um, um, I was honored that they, they would offer that to me and, you know, consider me for that spot. And, uh, I did a lot of praying, uh, me and Brandon both, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to make sure that it was the right time with the girls and that God wanted me to be there. And that's kind of been my prayer the whole time, you know, God, I, I want to do this and, and let you shine through me. And when you tell me I'm finished and it's time for me to step out, then that's, that's when I, you know, that's when I want to get out of the way. So, I felt like it was it was the right time, and we stepped in. There was a lot of girls had graduated the year before. That was when Rachel Artrup and Nicole yep. Roman and a lot of really good basketball players had graduated. So it was it was definitely a rebuilding first couple of years, but it was you know we we just wanted to set a, a tradition of of working hard and, and making the girls program something that they could be proud of. And, you know, I could be proud of that. Yeah, was kind of, I think you've done a, a great job with that. So one thing I want to hit on that is Rachel Archer. She was a great player on anchor. And yeah. I guess she graduated, you said the year before you took over mm-hmm. and she actually that year ended up breaking your scoring record. Right? She did. Yes. Anchor. Yeah. She was a great player. Oh, she went on to play uh, somewhere. Didn't Concord. She? Concord. Yeah, yeah. She was very well deserving. She, yeah. she was a great player, put a lot of time into it. Uh, I would have liked to have the privilege to coach a player like Rachel. She, yeah, she played she against all really off all throughout school and stuff. Um, what, you know, like, I think your first year as a varsity head coach, it's always going to be memorable no matter what. Yes. Um, you know, like, what are some of the girls on that team that you just remember and you'll always remember as being your first ever team? Um, Haley Brown uh, was one that will always be dear dear to my heart. She's, she's just a, such a sweet girl. Uh, she was kind of my right-hand person that year. She would just be anything I needed her to be, if it was point guard or shooting guard or even sometimes have to run as a forward. I mean, we we were very young, and no one had a true basketball identity that was on that team. So, we, you know, we were just trying to shuffle around and, and get people in spots that, that can make us successful. Um, I had um, – Morgan, um, she was she was a great player for me. Uh, Laura Hess, she was there on that team that year for us. She did a good job. So, I had a lot of good girls that was that was really good to work with. They they yeah. made my first year memorable. Yeah, you talk about the the first girl you mentioned. Last name was Brown. Brown. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just kids like that. Like y'all, if you remember Jake Lynch from Patrick Henry, yeah, that played for us. Like okay. just kids like that, where you're like, this is why I want to coach. Yes, is, is dealing with certain kids like that. So you said that you had a couple rebuilding years there. And again, Honeaker rebuilding girls basketball. Is that actually rebuilding or was you still how did you go your first <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, no, we I think we we only won seven games my first year. So we, we okay. were truly rebuilding. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah, I was waiting for you to be like, Yeah, we were rebuilding. We went nineteen and two there. Uh, <laughs> we we had a game there in the Virginia High Tournament. I think we we lost to I'm gonna say maybe Forty or fifty. I mean, it was it was day, truly so. it was a it was an eye opener saying, yeah. you know, we we've got our work cut out for us. So yeah. So your first year, you went. You said you won seven, and then uh, your second year, still a little bit of a rebuilding year. Yeah. So we're up to what 2012 ish during that yes. time. Mm-hmm. And then what was the first team where you had a lot of success? Because I know somewhere around there, you went to the state championship game. Right? We did. My my third year, my third season at Hallnaker, we had I had a group of girls that come through. Uh, I told you my little league coach was Chris Miller, and so I had his daughter that had came up to play for me that next season, and he had really put a lot of time in with a group of girls and um, had taken them to travel and put a lot of time into it, and, and it showed. You know, it was girls that were, were really basketball-minded, and so we had four really good years with that group. Um, their sophomore year we was probably when our success started with that group in 2017, then when we, uh, we went – we say 2016, I think. I'm in I've got so many groups that's came through. I'm, yeah. I'm getting them crossed. Um, it would have been 
the girls' sophomore year is when we played at the state tournament against Chilhowie. Okay. So you made it all the way to the – was it state championship game, right, yes. against Chilhowie? Mm-hmm. And so that was around 2016. And who was some of the girls on that team? Uh, I'm going to say maybe 2014. Um, on that team, that's the group that I came, that came through that had traveled. I had Madison Miller, uh, Caitlin Shelton, Megan Ray, um, Lake and Robinette, Tara Deal. Tara Deal was that she was a freshman that year. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she was came originally up. from Council. Right? She was at Council, and I think maybe it went to Lebanon and then yeah. came to Homemaker. Yeah, so I just remembered uh, that was a very good team. It was. We had, we had a lot of good talent that that year. How uh, was that game? We had, well, we actually played, it was kind of, I told the girls, we went into the regional championship. Uh, I told them it was kind of like David and Goliath. <laughs> they had uh, the Sabo girl. She was, she was really tall. Um, yeah, they had, had a good team. They had some size, good size overall. And, you know, she was really tall. We hit that game in regionals. The girls played so well. Um, we, we beat Chilhowie in the regional championship and then lost to them in the, the state so that was your first region championship game as yes. a coach, mm-hmm. and you won that against Chilhowie mm-hmm. and then lost to them. Where was that game at? We played at VCU. At VCU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was that experience like? Oh, you know, first just, first state championship. Yes, it, it was. Um, it was. It was just a great feeling, a great atmosphere. You know, that had been our goal. I'd I had taken a picture of the Siegel Center, and that's what I had had and showed the girls in the locker room all season. That's what we were fighting for. That's was your to goal. get. That was our goal. Was to get to the Siegel Center. And um, they, they did well. They, they worked extremely hard. We had, we had a good season. And like I said, the atmosphere, I think the awe of being there, I talked to Coach Halsey several times after that game. And I, I kind of believe what he said. You have to get there one time and those girls kind of feel what it's like to, yeah. to really, you know, to, to put it back, put it together and do what you need to so do we'll to take, take care of business. Your first, your yes. I feel like we were kind of all struck. You know, you could see it in their eyes when they saw the gym and took the floor. Yeah. First time out, I called. I could kind of see that panic in their eyes. Chilhowie came out hot. They hit maybe three or four threes, just boom, boom, boom. And uh, we called that first time out, and you could see that panic feeling in their, in a panic look in their yeah. eyes. To where if he was playing just in AP Baldwin, it yes. probably wouldn't have been as no. much of a panic. And yeah, we played in TBT on ESPN at, at the Seagull Center, and it's just a, it's an awesome experience it playing is. there. And we actually ended up winning that game. It was just crazy playing in that gym, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, I was laughing, uh, you know, you've had so much success as a coach, and it's a first-class problem. I was telling Coach Vermillion, he was forgetting how many state championship games he was playing. He played in. <laughs> he was sitting there counting up on his fingers, just like you, you know, trying to remember how the years and all your success. Like I said, I just thought that was funny. It's a, definitely a first-class problem to have, <laughs> to be able to uh, count that up. So that group of girls, they ended up graduating, and, you know, what was some of your – like Leanna McNulty graduated last year, right? I did. And at, at the year you played the state championship game, what grade would she have been in approximately? She was probably, she would have still been probably late elementary school, probably. Um, because when, when that group, when we lost in the state championship, we come back the following year um, and we lost to Clintwood in the region. And then when that group graduated, I had one year in between before Leanna's group came up to varsity their freshman year. Um, I had um, Lexi Vance. She came over her senior year, and uh, we made it to the state quarterfinal game that season. And that was the season right before Leanna's group came in as freshmen. So that that's a, a good segue to ask about Lexi Vance. She came over from Twin Valley. 
you know, during those years, whenever you're coaching, um, I know you had a pretty good rivalry with Twin Valley, right? Yes. Uh, we all took bets at the start of this podcast what name would be mentioned the most out of anyone. And Ricky K. Goodman, <laughs> here we are again uh, yes. talking about him. Uh, what was it like coaching against Rick during those days? Uh, I have the most respect for him. I think he knows so much about basketball, and he's an excellent coach. So you knew that he would have those girls ready. He had a good good run, a good group of girls. Um, and then Tom took over, and he he had a good group there with, with Twin Valley. So yes, both so both you of coached those against were... Rick, and then Tommy Krieger after yes, after Rick. Uh, I think he sat down because he had the principal job or yes, something, right? I think so. So that was whenever Kara, his mm-hmm. daughter, was playing. So uh, did you like in the battles with them? Did they did you all split some? Like did you? Beat uh, them yes, they, we you? beat them. They beat us. Uh, it was it was definitely head to head battles with with. Twin Valley for those few years. They had a lot of talent. We had a lot of talent. So really on a given night, you, so you, know, kind of, yeah, you just didn't know who, you know, which one would come out on top. Because the year you said you lost to Clintwood in regionals, I think that would have been the year Tommy Krieger took Twin Valley. That was the year they went to state. Yes. So did they, would they end up winning the district and stuff that year, I guess? Um, how did the district tournament end up? seems like we played at council that year, I yeah, believe. I think you're right. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I'm sure Tom would say he could tell us. Tom, if Tom was <laughs> oh, here, yeah. he would tell us for sure. Yeah, if he was here, he would definitely know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a good one. Um, so, uh, you, I got with Coach Vermillion, um, I asked him the question, you know, Mac McClung, whenever he was young, uh, did you ever at a certain point, the reason I asked about Leanna McNulty, was there a certain point where you was already noticing? Just, oh, yes. Like, at what point, she said, oh, yeah. yeah. At what point was you like, wow, you know, she has something different about her? I've watched uh, her and Akila both played a lot of travel, and, and I saw them. And then there was a team that Hallie and some other girls from Honeaker were on. So I watched those girls at a young age when they were traveling, uh, late elementary, middle school age. So, yeah, I, I was excited to get that group Um uh, Probably by the time they were in sixth and seventh grade, you could already tell that you know most definitely yeah, there was a special group there was a special up. group that was coming up. Yeah, I remember watching uh, McNulty as before she got onto varsity, definitely, and just just her size and just the footwork and just little mm-hmm. things that she already had. Yes. Um, I knew she was going to be a very good player. Uh, so, what year would that have been? I guess 2017 range or something. Whenever mm-hmm. uh, her group came up and she was starting on varsity. As a freshman that year, for Mm -hmm. sure, probably. And you mentioned Kai Boyd. Was she the same age as McNulty? Uh, Yes, I had um, the year before they came up. I had um, that's when Lexi graduated, Tara Deal graduated. Uh, So we have some. We had you know a transition year that those girls were were young, but they were able to step in and just really run with the role that I needed them to take as a freshman. They, I had uh, Hallie Hilton. Kyla Boyd and uh, Leanna McNulty, all three step in as freshmen and start. Yeah, that's a talented grade that's, for sure. Yes. And, you know, at this point, had Grundy already came into the district that, by that point? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, and Twin Valley, I guess they, like, by the freshman year, those girls you're speaking of, were they already, like, down a little bit from what they had been in the past? Like, as I guess Goodman and all those who graduated. Those, yeah, those girls had graduated. Um, Kim Lester, she may have been a senior, I think, that year. I think maybe she was a year behind some of those other girls. She was a good basketball player yeah, that came through Twin Valley. I remember her, yeah. Um, I guess Brian Moore was, uh, was there then. There and then probably the, the next year is when Haley, his daughter, was able you know, to come. She's yeah. a, she was a couple years younger than 
than Leanna. Yeah, Casey Moore, he's doing a good job over he's there right now. Um, so, but uh, the reason I asked about Grundy is they've kind of been your your biggest rival here in the last few years, right? Yes. Um, you know, who's actually coaching at Grundy this year? Uh, Hannah. It? Hannah mm-hmm. still is okay. Um, so that group of girls, McNulty and them, you know, their freshman year, uh, what was their success like right out of the gate? Uh, they were, um, you could tell the girls had put a lot of time into it to step in as a freshman and carry the role that I was asking them to carry. It, you would have to put a lot of time outside of just season to be able to do what they did for me. And, and they did, they, they did it very well. So we, we had a good year, their freshman year. Um, we got our first taste of regional play against Rykove and, um, we, we got that game handed to us. So I think in, if, a, if a loss is ever good, that loss was good. I think it was an eye opener for that set of girls to say, Hey, you know, we knew and we talked that this would be a group that would really have a chance to push for a state title. So even as freshmen that, you know, that was yeah. talked and we, we always try to set an individual goal and a team goal. And so it was already talked at that point. And I think the, the loss to Rykove and, and how we lost really, it put a drive in them that, that really got us on the right track starting in their sophomore season. I think losing, like we talked about with Vermillion that one week, it really, it, you, if you use it in the right way, it really, you know, motivates and catapults your team in the right direction. I agree. I think sometimes there's been key losses throughout teams that I've seen have success that I, I think it was that loss. That it really can also make the wheels fall off, too. It can. You just have it to can. manage it. Okay. Yeah, so moving into their sophomore year, you know, did you have like a lot of seniors on this team, like like mixing in young youth versus old? Like, were there some senior leaders on on those teams too? There, um, that group. We Lexi Vance. She she was a great player to coach. I, I would have liked to seen her to be able to play with with Leanna's crew when they come through. But she had graduated before, so we had even to say you know veteran players. We were looking at sophomore and juniors. Yeah. It wasn't like we had you know. So uh, into their sophomore and junior season, we had some some younger girls come in and, and step in to, to play to play a good role with them. And was it their sophomore year where they really started to um, – well, obviously their freshman year you had success going to regionals, but just talk a little bit about the maturity in the sophomore year. And I, I do. Um, I think we saw a, a big maturity that year. And like I said, I think it really came from that loss and, and just putting a drive in those girls still working individually on their own time. And as, when we came in their sophomore season um, – they worked extremely hard. We had a good season. Uh, we went 26, uh, 26 and three that year. So we, we had a good run. Uh, we met Perry McClure, so state champions. We we lost to them there in the in the state semis. That uh, that was that was a tough loss, but it, it gave them the chance to to see Perry McClure had a great program and yeah. you know good teams that came through. And, and so again, that you know that was a learning experience, and I think that gave that little extra push and the drive going into their their junior. Was it year. also during that? Like, where was the time period when you was playing PH during those times? Because I was coaching at PH during those years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, PH, we had a lot of great teams with Bree Arbor and uh, yes. Coach Thomas had things rolling. Uh, was it during that like, sophomore year when yes. you played them? Uh, yes, we, we saw them their, their sophomore year there in, in region. And uh, we've actually played um, their following year was when two teams were able to advance. We lost to PH in the, in the region, and both teams got to advance on into state. So that was their junior year. Yes. So uh, we talked about Grundy just a second ago, but uh, during those years, Whitney and Ron Compton was coaching uh, sophomore year, junior, somewhere along that time of uh, McNulty's career. What was it like seeing Ron on the sideline versus you 
in blue and gold that had to be gifted. Yeah. <laughs> it was seen your transition from Hayside to, yeah. to Grundy. Um, you had some battles with them. We, we did. Um, Hayside, we, as a player and as a coach when he was first there, and then when they uh, consolidated with Clintwood and made Ridgeview, when he came to Grundy to help uh, Whitney, then we would see him there, you know, of course, in the district. But I always have a lot of respect for Ron. I think he's a great coach, uh, very knowledgeable about basketball. So it's always been uh, a good rival with us and, and Grundy. Both teams have a lot of talent that, you know, go head to head every every season, I think. Yeah, shout out to Coach Ron. I don't know if you get this, uh, Boobie, but he always sends out a Facebook message on your birthday. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever got that. Every yeah, year. Ron's a good guy. Yeah, Coach is. Ron just says, happy birthday, Travis. He never misses it. But uh, anyway, so your jun- their junior year, you know, you said you get- they got beat by Perry McClure the sophomore year. Junior year um, just kept building on that success and McNulty's scoring like crazy amounts, right? She was. Um, was that's she the player of the year sophomore year too? Uh, yes. Yes, she was. She was every year. Um, Maybe even her freshman, freshman year? Freshman year, really? yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's impressive. Yep. Yes, very. <laughs> she, and that's when we went through the ACL injury. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget that phone call. I was like, no, don't say that, Lee. She was at, at a camp, and but she's I'll never forget. She was very, she's always been very mature, but her words were, you know, coach, this can be, this could be a blessing. This could be a blessing. So she, she kind of handled it better than than I did. Really getting get in that, that, so yes, it was, yes, yeah. or no, uh, the summer there no. after sophomore going okay, into yeah. the junior year. And so she said, you know, everybody's gonna have to play a different role, and she worked extremely hard on. Uh, physical therapy and push. I knew if anybody could get back, it would be Leanna. And we had girls step up, Kyla and, and Hallie. They just really stepped up and, you know, said, hey, we'll she we'll put on a lot back. of the season that year? Yeah, about half. Yeah, half the season. And then she had to try to wean back in. She could only play a few minutes, certain parts of the game. To think so. about how many points she still scored and missed half the yeah. season. Yes, and then a short season. Yeah, her so senior that was year, the, so. yeah the junior year. Um and that, that was a – you probably had a lot of role players that stepped up into different roles they did. during that time. Which is probably a blessing. It, it was. That, that's really been uh, Laura McClellan. She's She's been a great player to have. She's yeah. just – she's kind of our engine. Sometimes she, she goes under the radar and maybe what shows up in the stat sheet. Uh, she does the important things. She does the important things. Is she, she just now? She is. She's, okay. she's a senior this year. So her and Kylie Vance, they're both uh, my two seniors this year that I have. So I'm really – Really counting on them, but yeah, they, they were great role players with those three, those three girls too. So, uh, you know, like you said, she was battling that that injury and came back. And uh, your her junior year, um, what? Who did you end up playing for regional in, in the finals? Uh, that was the year we played uh, Patrick Henry, and yeah, and we lost, yeah, lost, and both teams got to advance. But you and where did you go? Have to go play then. And then we played. Um, we were able to play. Who did we have in the? Who did we beat to get to George With George With was was state semis. the state semis. And you like? Yeah, I you mentioned. Or state quarters. Those are yeah. state quarters. And then PH in the in the semis. Oh, so you played PH in the state semis? Yes. Uh, so we that, that's a that tough game. murderer's row of going to George oh, With. Coached by Coach Campbell. Yes. So you're saying that George With game was the best game that you've ever seen him play, right? Yes, that was to go back and watch that game on film. I think Coach Campbell probably agree. Both teams are just they had, we had so much speed and talent on both on both teams. It was just uh, I'm going to say that's probably one of the best games that the group that I had just graduate last year that I've seen them put together and play. It was just it was a great atmosphere. We had a great crowd come up. George With had a good crowd, uh, so the environment was good. Atmosphere was good. The girls played extremely hard. Uh, very fast game, played a very fast-paced game, shot well that game, came out with the win, and then we, we met up with uh, Patrick Henry, 
at Emory to play the state semis. Yeah, I remember that game. That was a, a very good crowd. That was, that yes, game. that that gym was pretty much packed. Yeah, I mean, that, in my memory of girls basketball over the last decade, uh, you know, I was at the game. I remember it being one of the crowd, most crowded mm-hmm. girls basketball games ever, just a great environment. And you all ended up pulling that game out, right? Yes, it was how, a low-scoring game. Both teams. Was that and it was, close. it was it was really close. Yeah, yeah it, it was a close game. Uh, Laura McClellan hand pulled. That was one of the moments she really stepped in, pulled a big rebound for us there at the at a critical moment at the end of the game that it could have been different. Uh, but she she pulled that rebound and they fouled her. And so we came out with a win. And uh, so you you win that game and you finally get to go back to was it at VCU? It was. It so was. you're going back there for the first time in what four or five years or something it was. like that. Everything was crazy time and we we won there. It just seemed, seemed kind of surreal. We had to leave the next day, pulling out, going to going to VCU. So there was kind of no time to plan. And Man, so turn. yeah, we we go straight home and and during this go. time, um, for all the listeners out there, one of the worst times in American history. Uh, March 2020, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, I was talking with you uh, on the phone about the Netflix Last Chance You, if anybody's watched it, just that timing. I thought it was just surreal going back and watching a basketball team and the COVID thing just start building up and building up. And as everybody out here is listening, you can just remember all the stuff start crumbling around you. You know, NCAA tournament canceled, mm-hmm. NBA games canceled mid they Mid warm up, yeah. Well, I, that week leading up, like it was a jazz game or something that got uh, postponed. Like what? It, and you may not remember this. Uh, I may be putting you on the spot here, but what day did you go up? Like I know you said it was one day after that game, but I'm kind of my questioning really is what's going on in the COVID craziness during that time, like. Did you have a thought that maybe you not might not get to play that game? We heard about it, and there was there was probably a lot of talk when we were there in Richmond, more so than than the time leading up. Like I say, we we had that win at PH against PH, and we go home and we get ready and get on the. We had a charter bus that we got on that next morning, and, and we go to Richmond, uh, and that's when you start hearing a lot of things. Of, of things so that's being how quick it was. And, like yes. you were probably playing PH in that packed gym, and no one thought anything about no. a game being canceled three or four days later. No, yeah. not at all. So you get to Richmond and they're circling around mm-hmm. of things being canceled. Yes. So we, yes, we go up that day and we're practicing in the gym. Uh, we stop halfway and practice and then we go up and get settled and we take the girls out that night and we take them to VCU, just let them see the gym. And then we go out for the evening and come back, get everybody in the bed, ready to go that next day for the cha- state championship. And that's when you kind of hear a lot of things being canceled. And we go to the gym that morning and while we were watching, we watched Gate City girls win their state game, and they're making announcements during timeouts and things of how the next day's games were post or canceled, that they would not be played. So, so that's that kind of when it's, first yes, the next day's games was canceled. And that's kind of when we started thinking, oh, no, you know, are they going to – and we even asked the people that were in the gym, you know, is everything still good for today? And it was, yes, you know, everything's still on, on pace. We're, we're ready to play today. So And you were playing Surrey County. Yes, the state championship game. We watched them walk in. Uh, the girls are all excited with Gate City winning. They're, they're like, that can be us in just a couple of hours, and you know they're they're excited. And we leave the gym. So did you when you sorry to interrupt, but when you're at the gym and you're watching Surrey County walk in, you you watch Gate City. Was your plan to go back to the hotel before, you, or was you there for the game? No, we we were going to go back. Uh, I was going to let them get a snack, uh, get their bags ready. And then we were coming back to play. Okay, and keep going. Like so, you know, keep going with how that how that unfolded. 
so we, uh, like I said, we watch them walk in and we, they, they get a seat in the gym. We're all sitting there. We're, I think Gate City had just finished. They, they won the state title and the boys teams were starting to warm up. Gate City boys. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we go get on the bus to go back to get our bag, bags and things ready. And we get to the hotel and just minutes before we're supposed to meet to get on the bus, I get a knock on my hotel door and it's, it's Mr. Bush. And I could tell by the look on his face. And so I thought, oh no. That was probably one of the hardest days as a coach was to bring that team together. We set them in the lobby and they kind of knew, you know, what was going on. I guess they could see it too in my eyes and my face. And so to, to look at those girls in the eyes, to know how hard they had worked and yeah. how much they had sacrificed to get to that point and to be able to have to say, you know, you're not going to get the opportunity to, to play the game. You know, yeah. we're, they, we, we literally left the lobby, went packed up and got on the bus and came home. Just came straight home. Yeah. Yeah, that's man. I just think about even Tony Bush, you know, having mm-hmm. to go and uh, make that announcement to you it had to be probably one of the toughest things he's ever done from a principal standpoint, totally I would imagine. Sad. And and you translating that to 16, 17, 18 year old girls, you know, that I couldn't imagine having to do that. So, do you think that uh, if you had gotten to play that game that day, how do you think that that, that would have went? I feel like we would have had a really good chance. I would have, I would have definitely. Uh, felt very confident that, that my girls would have been the better of the the basketball teams to play that day. Uh, Surrey County was very athletic. The game film that we had watched, uh, we knew they would play fast and athletic. Uh, I felt like we had the talent and, and we could match the athleticism. I, I feel like we would have had a really good chance to, to come out and, you know, to, to be the, the state champion. So, so you get back and at that point, do you remember what day that was? Was that like a Thursday or something? Maybe? I, I want to say maybe on the 13th. So I remember there. the 13th was the Friday whenever we all got out of school and we never went back. Yeah. So it like I, my question is when you got back, had school already been canceled at that point? Or did you go to school the next day? No, or? we had, I'm going to, I think the kids did not go that day and we had a teacher's meeting that was going to tell us, you know, what yeah. we were doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's such a crazy time to look back oh, on. It just for everybody, you know, and it'll always be one of those things, where were you at and what happened during that mm-hmm. whole week leading up. But yours will definitely be stapled in your mind forever. Sure. So at that point, too, did they tell you you're co-champions? Yes. So before you left, you knew that? Or? Yes, that okay. we would be co-champions. Okay. And, I mean, you know, speaking from Booby anyway. We, <laughs> I, we, take, I take a co-champ, yes. but I understand where you're going. I would take a co-champion any day. But it still had to be rewarding to win a state title, no matter if it's co champion or not, right? Yes. How did that feel for you? Uh, it's bittersweet. I'm it sure. was. It was bittersweet. Uh, very thankful for the opportunity to be there and be in the moment to, yeah. to get to take part and, and to be the the co champs. Like you said, I would definitely take that over being a team that lost out and didn't get to be there. But uh, just the look on their eyes, you know, I I'd like to see them be able to take the floor yeah. for themselves. Yeah. So but that had to motivate, you know, all those because did you have all the girls back the next year? Or yes. Really? Did you have any seniors on that team? No. No that, that works. I mean, that that worked out well. Yeah. I mean, so you have that whole group back and probably had to be one of the least off seasons of all time, right? I mean, yes. you didn't get to do much we didn't know. at all. We did not. And then the VHSL, you know, fought and fought trying to decide what was best to do last mm-hmm. year. And they ended up coming up with a – what, 14 game schedule or something yeah. that started in games in what January wasn't it mm-hmm. or something. So, you know, talking about McNulty, she got shortened season with injury her junior year and yeah. then her senior year got a shortened season due to COVID. 
Uh, so that was a lot of bad luck for those girls and really everybody. But, you know, your senior, her senior year, um, you know, talk a little bit about playing, being a head coach with COVID. Because I know me being a former head coach, it would have drove me insane <laughs> if I had to be a head coach during that time. It was, it was very difficult. It was very trying, trying to, you know, you had all the regulations. And, of course, the, the first, you know, concern was making sure everybody was safe and healthy. You know, you didn't want to see anyone get sick. But uh, just being able, I, th- I think, too, just staying on pins and needles, just so afraid at any moment that it would be pulled out, you know, yeah. from under you again and, and maybe be taken away. So I tried to really push that sense with the girls as, you know, let's just be, let's be thankful that we have the opportunity and seize every moment. And I do think that I, that we had, there was a fire in practice that, you know, just they really wanted to take advantage of every day they got to step on the gym, yeah. the gym floor. So I think in a sense, you know, it really set the atmosphere, even though it was hard and it was difficult and the things you want to do preseason, you know, you cannot, you can do camps. Uh, it was hard to get together, you know, at that, the first phase, you know, you could only, nobody could touch the same ball. And yeah. so it made, made working on what, you know, you needed to do game wise really difficult, but we just, we tried to look at the positive and just say, look, we, we want that chance. Yeah. We want to make sure we get a chance to yeah, play. I think it was crazy for any team, but with that group of girls that you had, and the success that you had the potential to have that year, I couldn't have imagined the stresses or pressures of, for example, you're in regionals and you get shut down due to COVID. You know, just one girl gets sick. Yes. That's it. And then your entire season is over. It's over. I mean, was that – I know I know you already talked about it being on pins and needles, but I, I truly just can't imagine the anxiety, the anxiety oh, of that. I stayed so worried yeah. two, 48 hours after every game because you're so afraid yeah. you would get quarantined yeah. for the Even team if it that wasn't you just your played. Girls, yeah, yes, it was just especially girls. to the point – you know, regular season was bad enough because you knew you had such a few games, but to get into playoffs, you knew you were done. Yeah. So, you know, you just – you had to try to take advantage of of every moment that you got to try to be, be there to play. Yeah, so, you know, one – one question I try to ask, you know, different questions to to guess. So in the past few years, uh, you've had so much talent and you've played games where you're just superiorly talented. And, you know, talk about the thought process of when you're up by a lot in those games. Like, what are you trying to get out of it, you know, whenever you're up by so much in some of these games? I think um... – you want to have the mindset when you start a season out, if you have a goal, if you have a very uh, very talented team and you, and you want to work hard and you try to make every player buy into their role. So whether I'm a starter or whether I'm, you know, coming off as a sub, then I, you know, you still want to, you want to be as successful as you can be and carry the role for the team that you want to have. So um, we've had, you know, a lot of games that, you know, the scores, I guess, have been, you know, a big, a big gap, a lopsided score. Um, I would never intentionally in any way try to run a score up. So I would never press and, you know, in those games or, or try to, you know, get up and and really try to pressure the ball to, to turn it over. But you have kids that, you know, when they get those chances and you're subbing in games like that, that that's their chance to really succeed and, and, you know, to try to show that they they can play. Yeah. So you never want those kids to feel like, well, I can't go out and, and try my best. Those are always tough games, I think, to, to coach in and play in to a certain degree. Well, it's hard when the the kids you're subbing out and the kids you're bringing in are just as good, almost as good as the kids you're taking out. When you have a lot of talent from top to bottom and and those kids going in can play, uh, you know, make a situation sometimes that's, that lead to some of those games like that, I think. Yeah. That's always a, you know, whatever side of the ball you're on, I've been down by a lot, definitely uh, coaching council JV back in those days. Uh, You know, it's just one of those things that it's tough to navigate with it, you know, if you have great talent and stuff, but uh, that's a question I wanted to ask you, but so 
their senior year, the COVID year, who did you end up? Because you, you run through district pretty pretty well, right? And then in regionals, who did you meet in the region finals last year? Uh, in the regional finals last year, we had, um, let's see, was that page wasn't there. Let's see how that went because they only took two teams last year. Yeah, because you didn't. So we had, um, we played George Wyeth, uh at home. So they, um, that was a really good game. George Wyeth and us have, even since those girls have been in JV, we've paired off in a couple of different tournaments. And so it was, uh, it was a, a, a tough game, you know, coming in, them coming into their place. They, they played well. Uh, we pulled it out there in the end. They were up toward the end of the game, but we came out and finished out on top and, and beat George with to, to go on. So that, that was um, – and then who did you play after that last year then? Was that – did that lead to the that state finals? Because it was so different it, Yes, year. I was trying to think. It was, it was so different where only two teams – Two teams went in. Uh, we played uh, before George with. We played Rockove or not Rockove. I'm sorry, Royal Retreat. Yeah. We played Royal Retreat. That's his. Uh, right, no, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's who we would have played before George with. And then you know, again, just going through this whole process. So you you ended up making it back to the state championship game again. You played Riverheads. Um, like, was there any teams like during that time that was getting quarantined like? that you knew of like up at that point like up to that point in in the tournament i can't remember any team that that didn't get into a, didn't get to advance yeah. due to uh any kind of quarantine problems and i'm I sure everybody was being pretty careful everybody oh yes yeah. <laughs> I, I dared the girls i was like no do not go anywhere you go to school you go home don't go anywhere else <laughs> so you you know that, that just has to be a surreal experience you know you're getting you're playing a state final again did you play it last year at the Seagull Center, or was no? It? it was at home. It was actually yeah, at home that's Acre. right. So they did it so that was weird. a that was a definitely a good experience to get a win. I wish the crowd could have been different. I feel yeah. the community's always been so supportive, and they so followed the girls. So it was still girls. only like twenty five guests, yeah, even we, for the state championship. We game. had two tickets per girl. That but did, didn't um, Riverheads? Didn't they have some fans too that was allowed to come? They did. Okay, Both so, teams had. I think so we had fifty all, total. Yeah, fifty instead of twenty five. Like yeah. it normally was. I'm and sure, AP was. Bumping, that, right? <laughs> bumping yeah. for fifty people, right? Yeah. So what what was that like? You know, it ended up being for all the listeners out there. You ended up winning by quite a bit in that game. We did. Uh, you were very talented. Uh, the girls just took talented. off. Uh, I think we were maybe like nine for twelve from three point line. We started out that first quarter, maybe hit our first six threes. Uh, Kai and Hallie, they were just they were on. They yeah. they shot extremely well that day. And so buzzer goes off, and you're a state champion. You know, like officially the state, not a co-champ. <laughs> yeah, what, what is that, that feeling like? Um, it was a surreal experience. I, I've always told my players, uh, God have blessed me, and I had some individual accomplishments, but I would trade a, a state player of the year anytime for a, a banner on the wall. Oh, That's yeah. what I told them. What they've accomplished lucky, would be something that would be there. You got both. You got <laughs> but they uh, – just the look on their faces, you know, it was just – it was surreal. I was so – I was so proud of the team that we had um, – all nine girls, they, you know, they just, they played extremely well all season and to take the, the circumstances that were put before them and, yeah. and to do with, you know, do with what they had to deal with. They, I was really, really proud of what they accomplished and, yeah. you know, it'll be something that a memory that we'll all cherish. Yeah. I think uh, that's something with today's uh, kids that have dealt with this COVID pandemic in high school. Could you imagine, you know, losing an entire sports season movie? due to COVID, like for those baseball players that one year, softball players, yeah. spring sports. You know, I think they've really built a lot of character things dealing mm-hmm. with some of this stuff at a young age. This has been tough enough as, the an, as an adult, yeah. but I think it's definitely been able to build their, you know, 
character traits in those regards of how to deal with adversity and stuff like that. Um, so, um, McNulty, we've talked about her a lot. You know, she ended up, did she ended up like setting the Hunnaker scoring record? Oh, yeah. She, she beat uh, Rachel. And then actually at the end of the Royal Retreat game, um, we let her go back in right at the end. It was something, it was one of those moments we knew she was two points away. Well, I didn't know until they caught it at the table. She was two points away from having the all time school record. Yeah. And so it's one of those situations, you know, what do I do? Uh, but she, you would hate to, for that to be the last game, maybe be quarantined for some reason yeah. or something happens. So it's she goes, something taken to account. Yes. So she goes back in at the end and she, she gets it there at the end of that game. And she was state player of the year probably. Yes. Yeah, state player of the year. Or? Uh, she had um they they did not do uh they did not do state this year uh they only did um like the coaches association they they didn't do the vhsl all state due to the covid COVID. so uh she's off now to where she Mm -hmm. upike and uh you you graduated from that last year's team you graduated quite a few the boyd and then um hilton Hilton graduated too and how many starters do you have back Two. Two stars back, and then yeah. you have some uh, kids that was on that team last year, too, uh-huh. that will be, be able back. to step in, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, my little cousin, Julia Barton, uh, had to throw her name out here. Uh, she's on your JV team yes. this year, right? she's a player that we're definitely excited to have. She She's such a hustler. She's she's definitely uh, – she's her and another player as well, you know, probably looking at coming up with me, you know, by the end. She's, uh, she's a great little asset to have in our program. Yeah. And how's it like, what's it like dealing with Shane Barton? <laughs> oh, he's great. Uh, Shane is, uh, he's our main man there in the gym. He's what creates our atmosphere that we have. He does an excellent job. The voice of the Honecker Tigers. He is. <laughs> he, he just does. He sets such a good tone, tone in the gym. You definitely tell a difference when Shane's there. Yeah. He has a, a rock and roll voice for sure. <laughs> Don't from all the band days that he's had over the years. <laughs> So this year, you know, we're kind of back to a little bit more of a sense of normalcy uh, in the VHSL playing, but still obviously a little restrictions with different things. Uh, What's the outlook, you know, overall on the year? Uh, We're really excited for the year that we have. Uh, I have a lot of good talent that last year's team, you know, would have probably would have started on on most teams that, that we've had, but just the girls that they had ahead of them. Uh, you know, they had to play a different role for me last year. So we have a lot of talent to step in with the two returning uh, seniors that I have. We're really excited for, if, you know, if we work hard and everything meshes like it needs to, and we all get, the, you know, the vision of, of where we can go, then I, I think this team can be, can be very successful. So you also have something unique, you know, the past several years is you've coached your daughters, uh, your youngest starter and your oldest starter. Just talk a little bit about, you know, navigating that because that's something as a dad i have a first grader and a pre-k kid and we're starting youth basketball and there's there's always got to be pros and cons uh, of different things i just talked a little bit about navigating that it is it's it's probably one of the more difficult situations i think as a coach uh i've had both of mine tell me that i i talk to them more stern or i say things to them that I don't say to anybody else on the team. And then that's probably true. You know, you try to set a precedence that, you know, you expect the most from them. Um, it was very special to have. I had Autumn, my oldest. Uh, she's a senior this year. She's not playing this year. Volleyball is her, her favorite sport. Uh, but to have her the, the two years that we had the state, uh, 
state championship yep. and to have her and my dad on there together that that'll you know be always special autumn hit a three there toward the end of the the game last year with riverhead so to to have you know see her face with that and the you know for us to win that was it was you know something as a, a mommy moment i guess you would say that that'll always be that will be special uh my younger daughter she basketball's always been the sport that she's put the most uh time into and, and work hard with so i'm excited to see what what she'll accomplish she she's kind of always uh, already give me the remark like autumn did i guess you know sometimes she feels like maybe i'm a little bit more hard on her but i think you know she could be successful if she continues to work at it and it's something that i enjoy having them with me uh, and getting to see them them grow in a sport yep. and do well so. that's definitely unique you know we talked about your dad he's been your assistant you know, for the whole time you've been there, pretty much, right? He, he did. And, he stepped in the, the last several years yeah, and with me. That's so unique, you know, winning a state title with three generations. Yes. I mean, that's 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 almost unheard of. It's a dream for me. It, it is. That's, you know, it's I was I was so pleased for the whole team, for them to get that, that opportunity and that accomplishment. But to have that family side of yeah. it as well, to have my dad and, and Autumn there too was was very special. Yeah, that's that's definitely something you don't you don't hear of. Not just winning a state title, just being on a staff like that yeah. and getting that experience. But um, you know, I just wanted to express my gratitude towards, you know, I think that you have elevated the girls' game in our area so much back from when you played and you know, definitely leading the program you are right now. Um, you know, I, I know the Honeacre community you know, has to be proud. I want to speak for them probably in the fact of just how much pride you put in the program and just how much success. And I think that it says something about how you're always consistent, you know, and it's because of the program that you've led. So I just want to, you know, tell you my gratitude towards how much you do for the area because coaching is not easy. You know, I've been a varsity head coach and uh, the time that you have to put into it in today's game, um, it's not for everyone, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, you you definitely do not do it for the money or for no. anything other than just the the love of the game and and to be able to enjoy working with teams and seeing them grow. I think you're going the whole uh, yes. money wise. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think I think you pay them to coach. That's what I always said. But you know that that's like I said, main reason I wanted to do this podcast is to spotlight people like you in the area that's just working uh, every day for kids and and doing things like that. So. I just really want to thank you for coming on and, um, you know, sharing your story with us. I think a lot of people out there are going to be really pleased listening to this for sure. So, Booby, got anything? No, I had, a, I had a great time today. It was just great, you know, seeing all, all the accomplishments you've done, not just from a player, but from a coaching standpoint and just the, the groundwork I think you've laid at Honeaker and a little bit, you know, like how you and your dad, uh, you've always set goals and you've carried that over to your coaching career too. You set goals for your team, and it's just—it's amazing to see how you've came a long ways, you know, and you've—you've you've had a great career. I appreciate that. It's uh, a lot of that, of course. I always thank God for for the places He's put me in, but uh, in in a natural sense to speak, I've, I've been surrounded with good people, good administration, and and Coach Coleman with AD, and just great assistant coaches that that have really stepped in and just helped and and made it possible. And then I've just been blessed with a lot of good players. I'm, I'm really excited about have eight girls this season and, and they're all working hard and have a lot of talent. So I'm just, I'm thankful to have the opportunity to work with the ones that I, that I do. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and good luck this season. Uh, everybody uh, check out 
Misty Miller and the Honecker Tigers, you open up Wednesday, right? Virginia this podcast high. is releasing on Tuesday, so the next day they'll be playing the Virginia High Tournament. So everybody check that out, and good luck this season. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody, that was uh, Coach Misty Miller for the Honecker Lady Tigers. Um, great episode. Everybody give me your feedback on it. Uh, be looking out in the next 10 to 14 days for episode number seven. You won't want to miss episode seven. Thanks, everybody.